This episode of Missy Unfiltered is brought to you by Pizza Rock Las Vegas. We want what we can't have. We crave the things we shouldn't. We crave and we cave. Why do we keep giving in to temptation when it comes to people, spending, and everyday choices? How do we assess our want versus our need? Why are the steps to control yourself so hard? And why do we keep giving in? I read that it's important to admit that we want something we shouldn't. Often we want something that we have decided is bad or wrong or actually is bad or wrong for us. And then we tell ourselves to ignore the desire and we admonish ourselves if we continue to want it. That dance between our desires and our attempts at self-discipline creates this tension that unfortunately can only be resolved by eventually giving in and having whatever that thing is. We have to separate ourselves from what we want and how we behave. If you know that every time you go to Target, you will spend money that you don't have on things that you don't need, you just stop going to Target. Or you leave your credit cards in the car and only bring enough cash that you will need for what you actually went in for. Or if you know that every time you drink or go to this bar, you end up texting your ex or seeing a guy that you're going to leave with, the idea is to not drink so much or not go to that bar or even install that little app on your phone that locks all your texts all night. We are constantly putting ourselves in situations that set us up for failure. But something very simple like food. I know exactly what I can eat and what I shouldn't eat to be in my absolute best shape. But why is it so hard to stick to a meal plan? Why is it so easy just to buy a bar of chocolate at the gas station when you went in to buy water? And yeah, I mean chocolate bar because I fucking love just like a basic ass Hershey's bar and Snickers. Oh, everyone knows how I feel about Snickers. And then after this bar of chocolate is gone, you feel regret. You know you're going to feel regret. You know you're going to beat yourself up about it for like another day or so. But that instant gratification you feel and the dopamine your brain releases when you satisfy a craving, the crash isn't even a factor. That's all it is, huh? That fucking dopamine. But what about people? What about wanting someone you shouldn't or chasing after someone that's bad for you? You have this want or this desire to sometimes honestly just be wanted. Is it the rush though? Like technically it's called lust. You know, you have this desire for someone that turns your brain into scrambled eggs and you lose all understanding of right and wrong. If it's someone you're actually in a relationship with, you need to reference the last episode, Dick Sand, or someone you want to be in a relationship with and you know it's bad, 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 (laughs) but you honestly don't even care. But why do we keep doing it to ourselves? Now, if you sit down and analyze the situation, nine times out of 10, that greener grass is either fake turf or has a filter on it. If you look at your current partner and make a list of all the things you love and hate about them and then compare that list to the alternative, Chances are your current situation is not that bad. This only applies to people that are lusting for something else. I'm not talking about reasons not to leave your shitty boyfriend. Just because you find a guy or a girl attractive, that's not enough of a reason to break up a happy home. Guys, we need to understand something. Real relationships are not supposed to be based on looks and sex. Obviously, it's important to be attracted to your partner, but I've heard of girls telling me that they love fighting with their men because of the great makeup sex. Like, are you kidding me? Who wants to fight on purpose? Sounds so fucking exhausting. So you may see a guy or a girl every day at work and develop some kind of like warm feelings towards them, you know, whether it's with your heart or your genitals, whatever. So I did some research on this. If we aren't fated to find the right fit with the object of our crush, 
you know, obviously some crushes do evolve into actual relationships, but most don't. Or if you're already in an intimate relationship, a crush isn't a reliable indicator that something is wrong with your relationship. Far too often when drawn like a meteor to someone other than their partner, people rush to the conclusion that their partner is not fulfilling them. More accurately, crushes reveal parts of ourselves that we have not courted for a long time. They signal unlived aspects of our full and embodied expression. Crushes can also help us play out and recognize our not-so-healthy relationship patterns in ways that are not entirely destructive. You know, in one friend's case, the ups and downs of her unpredictable connections with her crush fulfilled her longing for someone who was inconsistently reinforcing and unevenly available, like she realized, her father. Her other relationships were healthy, but some hidden part of her was fulfilled by the inconsistency she felt with her crush. Ding, 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 daddy issues. <laughs> so obviously cheating on your diet and lusting after someone at work are two different things. But is it possible that there's some kind of underlying issue for both? 100%. There's something about eating something that satisfies a craving or clicking add to cart that brings joy. I can't tell you how many online carts I've left full and never actually bought anything because as soon as I check out, I feel the joy and then I get like buyer's remorse and immediately regret it. Which makes me think of the time I got hustled into buying a Kirby. I won't even tell you how much I spent on this thing, but they they send in this handsome young man to show you how well it's going to clean your carpet. And then when you're like, yeah, sure, this sounds like a good idea. They send in this fucking bum to close the deal, which I would have never let into my house with a vacuum. But like I blacked out when I agreed to buy this thing, I swear to God. And I legit had buyer's remorse. And the situation didn't give me any kind of like special rush of dopamine or anything like that. But the regret... That was fucking real. Like I still look at this vacuum and want to cry. But with food, like I'll crave a burger in the worst way and I'm eating it, just shoveling fries into my face hole, just thinking about how mad I'm going to be at myself after. But I just keep eating. And that's probably what it is with people too. You know, you're just sitting there with the person you're not supposed to be with thinking like, wow, this is a terrible idea. But you don't actually leave. But also a crush can provide a private space for vitality and excitement in a life full of responsibilities that rarely has a moment of complete anatomy. Being in the thick of a crush can make us feel sexy and beautiful and can inspire us to enhance our self-care, which in turn makes us feel more appealing. You know, the world can seem more alive. Music, sex, nature, and food all become more sensually stimulating when we are awash in the emotional high of a crush. It can point us towards part of ourselves that want more attention and development. A crush can bring technicolor to life that has faded to more dismal hues. There's no moral wrongdoing in harboring a crush. The problem comes when we act out, act them out, possibly against our own values or in ways that harm others. Let the powerful longing for the other turn you towards yourself. Gently allow the part of yourself that you project onto your crush to sit at a table with all of your other parts and to be more fully expressed in your life. Entertain the libidinous charge of the heightened energy but keep directing it back to your own self-exploration and development. If you have a committed romantic partner, bring your sexy back to them and fold it into your partnership. You may find that your crush serves as a purpose that you did not predict. In helping you live out all of the valuable aspects of yourself and getting your sensual and sexual selves to reawaken, it may dramatically improve, even transform your relationship with yourself or your current partner. I'm not saying if you're married, it's okay to crush on random good-looking people, but if you feel any kind of spark for the opposite sex and you're in a committed relationship, bring that spark home to them. Remember how alive you are and keep that flame in your home. Don't think that if someone catches your eye that you're not happy in your marriage or shame yourself for still, still seeing things that you like. 
It's normal. Just don't act on it. You can hit me when it's up, but what's up? You can hit me when it's up, but what's up? You can hit me when it's up, but what's up?